Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah. Wa salatu wa salamu ala Rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man ihtada bihuda. Amma ba'd. We continue bi-idhnillahi ta'ala with the sharh, the explanation of Al-Ha'iyyah for the great Imam the Alim, the Hafiz, Abu Bakr, Ibn Abi Dawood, Al-Sijistani, Rahimahullah. And we've been discussing his opening statement regarding holding on to the rope of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his advice to avoid innovation. And this is where we are at tonight regarding his statement and do not be an innovator. For the great Imam, Rahimahullah, from the first advice he gives in his book or his poem in Creed, in Aqidah, is not to be an innovator. And this was the advice of the pious predecessors from Abu Bakr and the rest of them. They all advised to avoid and to stay away from bid'ah, from innovation. But regarding this statement where he says, do not be an innovator, this is a prohibition. This is a prohibition indicating that it is prohibited, it is haram to be an innovator. And as for the word innovator, bid'i, the word innovator, it is an ascription to the word innovation, bid'a. A bid'i or a mubtadi' is someone who commits innovations and we are commanded to avoid and to stay away from innovations. As for the meaning of innovation, as it is going to be discussed, it is to introduce something into the religion of Allah Azza wa Jal. An innovation is to introduce something into the religion of Allah Azza wa Jal which has no basis from the Qur'an or the Sunnah of His Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And Allah and His Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam have prohibited us from innovating in the deen, <clears throat> from innovating in the religion. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says in the Qur'an, الْيَوْمَ أَكْمَلْتُ لَكُمْ دِينَكُمْ وَأَتْمَمْتُ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعْمَتِي وَرَضِيتُ لَكُمُ الْإِسْلَامَ دِينًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, This day, I have perfected your religion for you. Allah is saying, This day, I have perfected your religion for you and completed my favor upon you and have chosen for you Islam as your religion. But the Shaykh says, Alhamdulillah, for indeed the religion of Islam is complete. 
Because Allah told us it's complete. The deen of Allah is complete. And is not in need of introducing anything new into it. Our deen does not need anything to be introduced to it. From that which you deem to be good. Even practices which you have adopted by way of blind following someone else. In order to draw closer to Allah. So no matter what it is, anything that is introduced into the religion is rejected. Because Allah has told us that the deen is complete. So no matter what is introduced to the religion or how it's introduced, regardless if it is traditions that are picked up over time, regardless if it is blind following a person who has introduced something and you follow them in that new thing that they have innovated, it is all rejected. Because Allah has told us, Today I have perfected your religion. And as the statement says, you cannot improve. I'm perfect. If something is perfect and mukmil, complete, how can you improve on that? For our deen walillahi alhamd is complete. And Allah completed it himself. So you and I cannot improve it. You and I cannot add to it. We cannot bring anything good to it. All the good has already been revealed. Although they practices are not supported by any evidence from the Quran nor the Sunnah. Because that's an innovation, it's an action introduced into the religion which is not supported by any proof from the Qur'an or the Sunnah. And examples of this, the Shaykh says, are the innovated supplications. The bid'ah of certain supplications that people make at certain times and they specify them for specific things at specific times. These are forms of innovation. And specific prayers at specific times which was not legislated by Allah or the Messenger. And other forms of worship which are used to gain nearness to Allah. All of this is rejected. He says if there are not any proofs from the religion to validate their practice, then there is no doubt they are innovation. Every act of worship must have proof. Every act of worship, my brothers and sisters, must have proof in order for it to be valid. If an act of worship does not have proof, it is rejected. Allah and His Messenger وسلم, reject it. And we have a principle in Islam. And the principle is that everything which Allah created, and placed on earth, everything is halal until proven haram. <clears throat> Take this as a principle. The scholars have set based on the Quran and the Sunnah. When Allah created the creation, He made everything halal, except what the Sharia came and said is haram. So, for example, Allah Azza wa Jal tells us that we can eat anything. Except certain things. 
Allah did not come and tell us, eat that, eat that, eat that. Allah did not inform us what we can eat. Allah informed us what we cannot eat. And then everything else is halal to eat. And so forth. The, the blood that is poured out at the time of sacrifice, the swine, the pig, what is slaughtered for other than Allah. Allah specified what you can't eat, but then everything else is halal. Same, you apply that with everything, clothes. Allah didn't say you can wear this and you can wear that and you can wear that, you can wear a shirt, you can wear pants. No. Allah specified what is haram to wear. A few things. Everything else is halal. So this principle, everything is halal until proven haram, applies in everything in your life. And that's why when it comes to a matter of halal and haram, if we are discussing whether something is halal or haram, if I say this is halal, this particular clothing for example, or this particular food, or whatever it is, and you come and you say it's haram, if I say it's halal and Umar, you say it's haram, the burden of proof is on who? Who has to bring the proof? No. You, of course. Whoever says something is haram, they are required to bring the proof. Because the origin of all things is halal. Until proven to be haram. Remember that. And that's why it's funny. Sometimes we get asked the question, is this halal? Yes. What's the dalil? What's the proof it's halal? I don't need to bring the proof it's halal. Allah told me everything is halal. If you think otherwise that it's haram, you're required to bring the proof. Because everything is halal until proven haram. That is in everything, my brothers and sisters, except for worship. In worship, and only ibadah, it's the opposite. We say all worship is haram until there is proof, dalil, to prove it's halal. Because you and I cannot worship Allah, cannot worship Allah how we want. We cannot worship Allah according to our whims and desires. So all worship is haram until there is proof from the Quran and the Sunnah to say this worship is according to the Kitab and the Sunnah. And that's where innovation comes in. The Sheikh continues and he says, or he mentions proofs as to why we cannot innovate in the deen. Why can we not innovate in the religion? Because as we mentioned, we are unable to add anything to the deen. Allah has completed the religion. And Allah Azza wa Jal says in the Quran, وَمَا كَانَ رَبُّكَ نَسِيَّ And your Lord is never forgetful. 
So if a person innovates in the religion, a worship, and they claim that this, this worship is good, and Allah has told us, I've completed your religion. What's this person in reality accusing Allah and the Messenger of? They are accusing Allah and the Messenger of forgetting to mention something good. And Allah says he never forgets. Your Lord never forgets. And Allah Azza wa Jal also said in the Quran, ما فرطنا في الكتاب من شيء we have neglected nothing in the book. You know what this means? Allah is telling us we have not left out anything. So if Allah is telling us we have not left out anything, how can you and I then come and claim Allah has left out something in the religion? Which I need to add. How can anything be good if Allah and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam did not bring it? That is in reality us accusing Allah and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So all good my brothers and sisters of guidance is contained in the Quran and the Sunnah. All good is in the Quran and the Sunnah. Whoever adds to Allah's religion that which is not in the Quran or the Sunnah it is a rejected innovation. There's no room for adding or subtracting. And the Prophet ﷺ in an authentic hadith, because you hear these huge debates that take place from the people of innovation who try to justify the bid'ah, the acts of worship that they have created from themselves, and they try to justify that, yes, it's good and it's part of the deen. Our Prophet ﷺ ended this argument himself. The Prophet ﷺ in an authentic hadith, my brothers and sisters, he said, there is nothing good except I taught it to you. Look at these words. There is nothing good except I taught it to you. And there is nothing evil except I warned you from it. So if Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the best of creation, is telling us, there is nothing good except I have already taught it to you. How can people then come and claim that this is a good bid'ah? How? How can you claim a good innovation? Wallahi, this is an accusation against Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This is calling the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam untruthful for you to claim that you can bring something good which he did not bring. When he's the one who said, there is nothing good except I called you to it. Subhanallah. And you see the people of innovation. Whether it's the Sufiya, the Rafida, and whoever else, they will add things to the deen and claim it is a bid'ah hasana. Subhanallah. What room have we left? What room is there left when Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam has said these words? 
And in the hadith, the Prophet ﷺ said, whoever introduces something into this religion of ours, which is not from it, will have it rejected. مَنْ أَحْدَثَ فِي أَمْرِنَا هَذَا مَا لَيْسَ مِنْهُ فَهُوَ رَدٌ Whoever introduces, innovates something into this religion of ours, that which is not from it, will have it rejected. Allah does not accept it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reject it. And in another narration, whoever does an action which is not in accordance to this affair of ours, whoever performs an action which is not in accordance to this affair of ours, it is rejected. The Sheikh says, under no circumstance is it allowable to introduce some newly invented matter into the deen. We are never allowed. To introduce something into the deen which the deen did not come with. Or to perform an act of worship to gain nearness to Allah Azza wa Jal. Which the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has not legislated. And this is an innovation and every innovation is astray. Then the Shaykh gets into the definition of a bid'ah. And this is important, my dear brothers and sisters, because why is it so important to avoid innovation? Because innovation earns Allah's anger. Innovation earns you a certain punishment in the next life. The innovators are prevented from drinking from the Prophet sallallahu hawd, as the hadith has mentioned. And more importantly, it's enough that the action is not accepted unless it is in accordance to the sunnah. There are two conditions, my brothers and sisters, for your amal, for your deeds to be accepted by Allah. Can you imagine you're praying, fasting, doing dhikr, You spend your whole life performing worship and then at the end Allah rejects it. Allah does not accept every action. In order for an action to be accepted, it must have two conditions. The first condition is that it must be sincere. If the amal is not sincere, Allah doesn't look at it. If I perform an action for Allah and for someone else, for people who are looking at me, if I add riyah showing off into my amal, Allah rejects it. Allah is a king. He's too great and has too much pride to accept an action that's not done sincerely for him. But the problem is many people think that's all you need. As long as you're sick, then you are fine. That's incorrect. There's two conditions, not one. The second condition is that your action must be in accordance to the sunnah. If that condition is not met, Allah rejects the amal. And the Prophet said in that hadith, whoever performs an action which is not our way, it is rejected. So people try to use this argument, what's wrong with what I'm doing? I'm doing it sincerely for Allah. Habibi, it's not about your sincerity. We do not question your sincerity. But that action you're doing, is it according to the religion? 
If it's not according to the Sharia, it is rejected. It's not enough to be sincere. Wallahi, the people of innovation who commit innovation are very sincere in their innovation. We do not doubt that. You get someone celebrating the Prophet's birthday, he is sincere in the action. He is sincerely doing it for Allah. But is that action accepted? Of course not, because it did not meet the second condition for the action to be according to the Sunnah. This is a crucial point. Am I able to pray Salatul Dhuhr sincerely for Allah five rak'at? I can't. What if I one day want to pray the Dhuhr five rak'at and I'm doing it sincerely for Allah? Is Allah going to accept that action? I want to fast Ramadan sincerely for Allah 20 days, not 30. Is Allah going to accept it? Of course not. So sincerity is not enough. And that's what the A'imma used to teach the people. One of the great Imams, I can't remember off the top of my head which one, it could have been Sufyan al-Thawri rahimahullah, if my memory does not serve me incorrectly. Sufyan, or whoever it was from the A'imma, he witnessed a man Praying after Salat al-Fajr, after Salat al-Fajr, numerous times, two rak'at. So after the Fajr, he prayed two rak'at, then he got up and prayed another two, and he kept praying, two, 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 two. So the Imam told him, don't do that. What are you doing? So the man asked a question that, subhanAllah, he's so common today. The man asked him, is Allah going to punish me for praying? So the Imam said no But he will punish you For opposing Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam This is the understanding Of the religion Our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Was the perfect, is the perfect example And Allah sent him as a guide So how Why would I need To divert from his path To reach Allah no one can reach Allah better than Muhammad No path is better than his. If anything, it's the only path to Allah. There's no other path. For innovation is misguidance. And regarding innovation, the Sheikh says, according to the Arabic language, innovation is a thing which occurs without any previous example. That's in the Lugha, in the Arabic Innovation is something that happens when it had no previous existence. To illustrate it, as if you were to say this thing is badi'ah. Badi'ah means original. And that's why Allah says about himself, badi'u samawati wal ard. The originator of the heavens and the earth. Because Allah created the heavens and the earth before they even existed. He created the heavens and the earth when they were non-existent. So Allah brought both the heavens and the earth into existence without there being anything previously resembling them. And Allah Azza wa Jal also said, قُلْ مَا كُنْتُ بِدْعًا مِّنَ الرُّسُلِ بِكُمْ Say, O Muhammad I am not a new thing. I am not a bid'an. 
I am not a new thing among the messengers. Meaning, I'm not a new messenger who just came out and there was nothing before me. I am the last of many messengers. This is what it means. And this means I am not the first messenger. Rather, there were many messengers before me. I am not a thing that is new. So how dare you reject me and claim that I am not the messenger of Allah when there came many messengers before me. So this is the meaning of bid'ah in the Arabic language. According to the Sharia, the Islamic definition of a bid'ah is anything introduced into the religion which has no evidence for it. Anything introduced into the deen that has no proof. Not in the Qur'an, and not in the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And all innovation is void of any good or benefit. There's no good or benefit in any type of bid'ah, bid'ah in the deen. Rather, it is that which causes its perpetrator to earn Allah's anger. For subhanallah, in the hadith of the Prophet as the Sheikh says here, it earns Allah's anger. To show you how severe it is, and Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, He said, whoever gives refuge or protects an innovator, not the innovator himself, whoever protects an innovator, upon him is the curse of Allah, his messenger and all of mankind. Or the, the curse of Allah, the angels and all of mankind. If the person who looks after or protects or covers or supports the innovator is cursed by Allah, the angels and all of mankind, then what about the innovator himself? What about the mubtadi' himself? People take this matter so lightly. And the reason why the a'imma give, give this warning is because nothing destroyed the past nations, my brothers and sisters, except for the innovations that they brought into the deen. What corrupted Judaism? What corrupted Christianity? It was the bid'ah that they brought into their own religion. Is it not? That's what destroyed them. And that's why Islam came with these harsh warnings against bid'ah. Because bid'ah is what eats away at the deen. It changes, it modifies the religion that Allah sent. So we have to be cautious not to fall into such things. The Sheikh then says, As for the sunnah, on the other hand, all of it is good. All innovation is evil and all of the sunnah is good and beautiful. It is that which Allah loves and is pleased with. He rewards those who follow and adhere to the sunnah. Likewise, Allah hates innovation and its people. And he punishes those who practice it. There is no place in the religion of Islam for adding and introducing those things which one deems to be good. Or even blind following behind people, adopting that which they are upon until we know their evidence from the Qur'an and the Sunnah. So the Shaykh is saying, even when it comes to following people, we do not follow people blindly. If I see someone performing an action, no matter who it is, I do not follow him in that action blindly. 
until I learn that his action is according to the deen. We follow people based on the truth. We follow people based on the Qur'an and the Sunnah. Those who call and practice the Qur'an and the Sunnah, we follow them based on the truth. We do not blind follow individuals. If someone comes and does something, I don't have to do what he's doing until I know that what he is doing is according to the religion. This is how the deen of Allah Azza wa Jal is preserved. And that's why the Sheikh says, if they are upon the truth, then we follow them. If they are upon the truth, we follow them. And that's what Allah says regarding the statement of Yusuf alayhi salam, وَاتَّبَعْتُ مِلَّةَ آبَاءِ إِبْرَاهِيمَ وَإِسْحَاقَ وَيَعْقُوبِ Look, the prophets following each other because they were upon truth. Yusuf said, and I have followed the religion of my fathers Ibrahim, Ishaq and Ya'qub. And this is the following of others upon the truth. But if it were the case that they were upon falsehood, we do not follow them even if they are the best of people. No matter who it is, if they are practicing something, which the deen of Allah Azza wa Jal did not bring, we do not follow the people in falsehood. We only follow those who call us to what Allah and His Messenger called us to. Insha'Allah, next week we'll continue with this port of innovation. Wallahu a'lam. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barak ala nabiyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. This program was presented by Al Bayan Radio, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah wal Jama'ah.